0: What would you say is your biggest photography accomplishment?
1: Um, Biggest photography accomplishment was, uh, you know, putting together a photo archive that's searchable. Um, That's something that I currently use with the University of Regina Cougars. So going back for the last six years, we can open up this archive and we can search any player by name, or jersey number, and we get returned all the images that, you know, we've shot over the you know the past five six years and that's something that i found i think is one of my biggest accomplishments because you know four or five years ago i set out to do exactly that and today i you know uh, we've achieved that and it's something that we're now teaching students to do um we have student uh student interns but they're part of what we call the creative media team Mm -hmm. so we get student photographers out to the games and we get student editors out to the games and I have the ability to 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 teach them um, you know how to do sports photography and also how to edit and tag the images Mm -hmm. so that they can continue to add to this database so that we can keep moving forward in the future by you know, building on top of this archive that we have.
0: What is the wildest thing that you've had happen on a shoot?
1: <laughs> so I think uh, there was one shoot where we uh, went out to the back country in, in British Columbia. Uh, in the winter, my buddy hit me up and he's like, hey, you know, I want you to make this ski film. So, okay. Cool. I've never skied before. Like, I, I didn't want to the Mississippi snowboard. I learned to snowboard at Mississippi. And then, oh, like, two few okay. years later, I'm out in a back backcountry on the top of a mountain with a snowboard down the, I can't even see the bottom, how steep it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And within the span of four hours, we uh, had a guy dislocate a shoulder. We lost one of the other guys on our, on our crew, couldn't find him. And then, like an hour later, I passed out you just due to sheer exhaustion. And I just woke up with somebody trying to shove a straw down my mouth just to get some uh some some fluids in my system. No so way. That was one of the craziest uh shoots that I've been on. Yeah. But it was a hell of an experience. Like, wow, was that an amazing um trip? But
0: it was well worth everything that uh went into it
1: yeah uh we everyone was a coming in for in the end the guy got his shoulder popped back in we oh found God. the other guy he was just a little bit frozen um found and the other
0: guy.
1: yeah so so what happened was, yeah, what where did it happened was so we were on this this mountain we're on the face mm-hmm. of this mountain but to get up the mountain we had to spend the night at a lodge so we had to hike in about five hours um from the nearest highway Get up to the tree line, and we stayed at this lodge. On the way coming back down, the guy that we lost—he was actually kind of—we call him a sherpa. So he wasn't performing; he wasn't any of the skiers that was performing, nor was he filming. He was there just to pretty much help me, call, like carry my gear yeah. and just to move the stuff up and down. He was around. a
0: sherpa. Yeah, essentially, yeah. he was uh,
1: <laughs> he was uh, uh, a long In- distance athlete.
0: He was integral. But he, he wasn't yeah. there to actually shoot.
1: So what had happened was on the way down, we finished the shot, the shoot and everything. On the way down, we, um, I was like, you know what? Man, you've been just working hard all day. Here, take my snowboard. Just go down. Just enjoy this little run. Go back down to the lodge. Well, so the lodge is off in the trees. And I assumed he knew where to turn off to get to the lodge. But I guess he was enjoying the run so much, he missed the turnoff, and he kept going down the mountain. And when he realized he had gone too far, he, like, stepped off the snowboard, undid his bindings and everything, and tried to climb back up this ridge. But the snow is so deep. And somehow, he took his gloves off in the process, and he was trying to climb back through the snow. But then he just realized he was just spending too much energy because the whole day before we were up and down the mountain so he was gassed and mm-hmm. then his couldn't feel his hands so couldn't mm-hmm. get his hands <laughs> back in his gloves so at that point we the other guy popped his shoulder out because that oh, okay. other guy didn't come up the mountain with us he was down at a lodge using a, a scope spotting for us just to make sure like there was not an avalanches and we stayed on the on the line because mm-hmm. if we were gone a certain way we would have gone down this bowl and there was a glacier and stuff so he was down at the lodge spotting so by the time we got near the lodge he hiked up a bit and he wanted to snowboard and stuff so he got on a snowboard and he was just a little too adventurous mm-hmm. he tried to do a trick or something and he popped his shoulder out so he was on the ground just screaming in pain and we tried to pop his shoulder in but it wasn't going <laughs> in so it was like we're losing light and we were like all right we need to get back to the highway now everybody mm. grab your things My and we're goodness. just gonna get this guy back in the town to see somebody can mm. pop it in so we're all grabbing things and we it was a long hike in like snowshoeing in and then we realized we've got extra stuff it's like hey where's a buddy matt where's matt nobody knows where matt is we're calling on our radio we can't find him so at that point in time, we we're losing light, and we we're like, do we go look for him? Or do we get this guy that's screaming here in pain, get him down? And we just hope that we ran into Matt on the way out, which we did,
0: okay. which is sad
1: because we were was like, Oh, there he is. All right, just grab and come follow us. And he was he was pretty much like half frozen at that time. It was it was a frantic, chaotic yeah, experience.
0: Nothing uh, that you could forecast properly
1: no 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 no. there's no way Um, of knowing i have a very great respect for the outdoors um i tell you after
0: that that or just in general
1: uh in general because i'm an outdoor person uh my wife and i we like going to the mountains quite a bit and getting outdoors um that was the first sort of like adventure project that i took on Mm -hmm. and sadly i haven't done much um, much more since then because I've done one more started with the same crew and again, and be crazy stories from that again. So I did two yeah. and I'm at the point now where I really want to, um, before I do something like that again, I want to go out and get, um, officially trained like in like in 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 avalanche safety and stuff like that mm-hmm. um I just want to you know I told myself after the second shoot like I want to be outdoors more often because every time I've been outdoors crazy stuff happens but like weather wise like it's been great like we have perfect weather like everything went according to plan weather wise mm-hmm. but I want to have that experience where I'm outdoors and the weather doesn't cooperate. I can I can be comfortable in that environment, mm-hmm. you know. And there's things that I want to do, like I want to go um, rock climbing and stuff like that, and be learn how to to do the rigging and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I would love to take my camera up and and photograph and film, you know, um, rock climbers. Like I, I have a friend that that's an avid boulder, boulder mm-hmm. or bolt. She does bouldering. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to get into that environment, but I really want to respect that environment and respect the people in it and not just be some dude with a camera. So I spent a lot of time outdoors because that's something like on a side that um, I would like to get really into more okay, you know but okay. it's kind of hard because I live in Regina and it's a <laughs> nine-hour drive to the mountains and you know, <laughs> gas is pretty uh pricey at the moment so yeah it's you know it, it's, it's taking time but it's something it's to, look to look
0: forward to when it is uh feasible
1: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know we'll get out of the mountains like we get to the mountains every year so um and that was sort of the idea with that first project we did it was just like telling the story of just these prairie kids all packed in the vans and just heading to the mountains. And it's something <laughs> we do all the time. We just make that nine, 10 hour drive to the mountains just because it's worth it.
0: Oh, yeah. Still closer than Winnipeg. So <laughs> it's like a 16 hour drive, 20 hour drive, depending on where you're going.
1: It's not that scenic um, between here and uh, Calgary for you. So between it's there and Cal-
0: <laughs> here in calgary i'd like it's when i'm driving to the mountains i'm like oh this is super fun and, and then when i have to come back to manitoba like don't get me wrong i love where i live but i'm like oh no it's the prairies again
1: yeah it's um
0: and you can tell by the roads
1: it puts you to sleep
0: because it's, it's just straight
1: it just, it's exactly just like that there's you're not you're, you're not putting inputs mm-hmm. in the wheel that often and it's just like no. cruise control and you're like
0: that's exactly what it is. It's like, I'm excited to go to Alberta and BC, but it's, and it's like, I can stay awake for like eight yeah. hours and drive. Not that I yeah. like, I should take breaks, but yeah. as soon as I get into the prairies, it's like one hour, two hours. I want to like, I just want to switch off with somebody. Like, can somebody else please drive? Cause this is so boring.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. So I Tesla's <laughs> that's why Tesla people are getting Tesla's now.
0: So I can fall asleep in the prairies while I'm on the way to the mountains. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> all right so last question yeah what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's looking to get started in photography or videography
1: go out and shoot your dog shoot your cat shoot your friend brother mother sister anybody just shoot photography wise take pictures of them take video of them just do it like you just need reputation. Just shoot, 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 shoot. I tell, um, because I, I work at Don's for part-time, and um, every time, you know, I'm there and we get a new customer that's just got a new camera, and it's like, what's the best setting, what's the you know, what's the best way to use a camera? And I'll say, you know what? You find something that you're, that you're interested in shooting and that's why they got the camera. Maybe they're going on a trip or they just want to get in photography to take pictures, portraits and weddings and that sort of thing. Just go ahead and shoot. And I guarantee you, you're going to come back with a bunch of questions for me. And we go from there. But all the time, they're coming back with questions. Oh, why is, the, why is it not working this way? Why is it not working that way? Just shoot. The best teacher is experience. Just find something and shoot. And if you think you're going to be like a a wedding photographer, don't pass down the opportunity to go shoot landscapes. Don't pass down the opportunity to go shoot jewelry or something like that. Everything is connected. And the more experience you can have with your camera, the more images you can edit. Like, trust me, you're going to better identify your style and you will gain so much experience but you can't read it in a book. You can't watch your tutorials. You just gotta go and shoot for yourself.
0: That is like the perfect advice, and how that kind of just ties everything together very nicely.
1: You just gotta shoot, you know. And even right now, like you know, for me, like it's been a slow time. Like it's picking up now, but like COVID was uh, like was a rough go at it. And just like when sh- when photographing people was such a like such a, a core part of like what I did not being able to do that for 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 as long mm-hmm. as it happened you know it's um it's something that I'm reminding myself a lot of now that I've got to be on top of myself to just get out there mm-hmm. and if if I can't shoot people shoot the sky shoot landscapes shoot you know shoot myself just get in the get in the habit of, of just photographing stuff you need to be on the camera because that's when you see things creatively that's when mm-hmm. you know things sort of reveal it <laughs> itself to you so yeah just get your camera and go shoot
0: something <laughs> well i think that's some really really good advice to anybody looking to get into this industry um but thank you for joining us thank, thank you for you. for thank sitting in welcome. on this interview and for telling me about snapbridge and how i should get on that <laughs> that,
1: was just a camera, a triple, yeah. that was just <laughs> the camera yeah it is yeah
0: we're gonna again. We're gonna have to sit down, or we're gonna we're gonna go for a walk or something when I'm there. I'll get you get you yeah.
1: the get you the coffee shop. <laughs> get you a coffee or tea or whatever yeah. you drink, and when we're gonna <laughs> go through hands-on. We're gonna we're gonna get you set up.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thank you for joining us at home. And until F eight brings us back together, we'll see you next time.